Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 344, the season recap, and our goals for the offseason. And I am your co-host, and the guy who had one heck of a weekend. And I'm your co-host and the co-guy who had a heck of a weekend, but who's very sore right now. So I'm guessing the gym has been whipping you pretty Ah, good. Oh, uh, it's awful, man. It is awful. I got to figure out next year some way to keep hitting a couple weights. There's just no way, though. Turkey season takes over, and it's no way. But I'll get back in the groove. It'll take two or three weeks, and I'll be back rocking. Yeah. The weekend, though, more important part of both of our guy who... That was a heck of a time, man. <laughs> yes, it was. We we finished her out. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better way to finish it. I, I couldn't come up with a better way to do it. Finished it, was... it literally with a bang, a bang. Yeah. Bang, couple seconds pass, bang. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. 
Good stuff for sure. It was, well, actually, it was, you know, we finished it with Bang Bang, and then the next day, Bang Bang. So, yeah. pretty hard to beat that. Well, let me backtrack again. We actually finished it with me going <laughs> Bang Bang Bang, and then us both going Bang Bang. <laughs> And then you going bang, but then we both went bang bang again. <laughs> and followed by another bang. <laughs> yeah, we we shot plenty. <laughs> so look, we you guys listening to the show, you don't know this. We're going to tell you the whole story, but I'm going to tell you this part before I forget it. So we were headed, well, last second change of plans put us in Wisconsin. And yeah. we discovered that in the area that we were going in Wisconsin, that zone had about 8,000 or so bonus tags, leftover tags. Yeah. And Cameron and I committed ourselves at that point in time to killing 4,000 turkeys a piece <laughs> Each. Yes. in a day and a half. So we could fill out the rest of their tags. Right. I mean, it'd be really kind of rude to not finish it off. It'd be like you go over to somebody's house to eat. They cook you this amazing meal and you have two bites and that's it. And leave leave your plate full. No. Fully attempting to kill 4,000 a piece because we just thought that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Two days to hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you got to set your goals high. Otherwise, you're just really not going to try all that hard to accomplish any goal. That's right. We did it. We tried it. And we, you know, we'll settle for one apiece. I'll settle. I'm okay with that. And we did accomplish one apiece. So, yeah, that's good. It wasn't for lack of shooting, you know, but we finally settled it out. Both got us our Wisconsin birds after doubling in Michigan. Yes, a bit of a delayed double in Michigan, but it was oh, a, an epic delayed double. It was a great day. Two awesome hunts. I mean, I don't think the only way I could think that either of those two hunts was any better is if one of them was maybe a right off the roost kill. Maybe just I don't time know. of day. Really, yeah. nothing else about the hunt changed, but just timing of day would be what would have made that maybe a little bit more of an epic hunt. But yeah, it, hey. it was probably one of the most epic delayed doubles I've ever had. I, I don't, I can't remember having two turkeys come in gobbling that close and drumming in separate instances in the same day, and then both shots being less than 15 yards. I mean, that so, is look, we've teased this a good bit, and <laughs> I don't think I really went into this show with the intentions of sharing a lot of details because we've got hunt audio to play. But from your we, hunt, I hope you didn't. We don't have any from mine. We don't have any from yours. It was so dang quick. Yeah, but it was awesome. Quick. It was pretty cool. I, I can. I'll reenact it. You be me, and I'll just. <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk loudly to to be heard over your drumming and gobbling because it was going on almost nonstop on your uh, hunt. The, the wings dragging. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat it sounded that. sounded like the wind blowing through the trees yep. as that turkey's dragging his wings down the gravel road. It, it was epic, but yeah. We're, we're starting at the end of our recap, man. We got. <laughs> I know it. I know. Let. Do you want to hit this weekend's hunts? Or do you want to start and just talk about your season and just kind of end it with the way it ends? Yeah, we'll just, let's just go from the top, man. Okay. So, you know, we can kind of trade back and forth here. I'll go, let's just go a month at a time. So in March, I hunted Georgia to start my season off. 
and then Alabama. And so in Georgia, I the turkeys were not ready when where I was in Georgia. They were not ready on opening day, at least to come to hen yelps and like mating calls. So I adjusted on day two and I gobbled a turkey in who slipped up and came right in right on my left side and then announced his presence with a thunderous gobble at about 20 yards. And when I made a move to shoot him, he obviously must have seen it. He got a tree between us and then just disappeared, you know, Mm -hmm. in thin air. I mean, I'm in open pines. He went behind a tree. I swung, you know, expecting him to come out the other side of the tree, sat there 15 minutes, and he never came out, you know. So he disappeared. That was Georgia. And then I went down to Alabama and hunted some private ground on a hunting club down there with Austin, who is a call maker from 18 Feathers. I met him uh, two years ago in Florida, and then he came up here and deer hunted this year. So he invited me down for turkey hunt, and it was going to extend my season, so I'm going to go to there. And so I went down there, and on day two of that hunt, I had an epic hunt on this hunting club with his dad, actually. I found myself between four different gobblers and a whole flock of hens. I was, like, in the winter flock. You know, and And you said this was in Alaska. Yes, Alaska. But no, it it was awesome. It was pretty good hunting on the club, you know, and they manage it well. And there's hardly any turkey hunters on the club. So I know that that's why in Alabama, I actually found success. (laughs) (laughs) I have experienced public lands of Alabama and it's a whole new ball game. But I had an awesome hunt epic day and killed a really nice beautiful alabama gobbler so i was happy to do that because it had been many a year since i had killed an alabama turkey and this one was more traditional in the way that he died than my only other alabama gobbler prior so that was my march i was able to hunt two weekends and that was it and i had a very busy april but let's hear about your march which would have been just alabama this year is that right March for me was only Alabama, and I was supposed to have gone to Georgia with Yankee John, and he kind of, well, stood up, I guess, me and Chip, and that we were supposed to go. The weather looked pretty crappy the weekend that we were supposed to go, and John said, well, I'm not going to go. I had you a bird, Mark, so. (laughs) You did. You certainly did. And I sent that pin to John because he called me from where we were going to go hunting and said, hey, I'm here. Where do I need to go? And Hmm. I was actually at my hunting camp at that point. And so it just didn't work out for me to go meet him or for Chip to go meet him. So Yankee John was in Georgia by himself. But that left me in Alabama where opening weekend, I had my buddy Evan Murphy from northeast Mississippi with me, trying to get him a bird here in Alabama. And opening morning, I had a tom and three hens within gun distance, within shooting range of my sweet little 20-something for about 15 minutes and watched him breed a hen. The whole time, I was watching the tom out of my left eye and Evan out of my right eye. And Evan was about 75 yards or so from the tom just too far to get a shot and so (laughs) yeah i i killed that turkey i cannot tell you how many times in my head i bet 
And he said to me after the hunt, why didn't you shoot him? And I, I looked him square in the eye and I said, because I asked myself, W-W-E-D, what would Evan do? And I can tell you, if the table was turned, Evan would not have shot that turkey. So well, don't ask yourself WWCD because I, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Look, you know, I'm I'm very blessed in that I have killed a bunch of turkeys in my turkey hunting career. And Evan was nice enough to take me on a turkey hunt in Mississippi to get me my Mississippi turkey. I don't really feel like I owe Evan something being that something being a turkey but I owe him a hunt on a turkey and if I go and I shoot that turkey from out out from under him who knows where that turkey's gonna go you know that turkey could very well walk 25 yards closer to Evan and he get a shot but he it didn't he didn't and the turkey lived another day in fact I think I scared that turkey later in the season so, you know, at least you midway what. through Alabama season, that turkey was still alive. But well, that's good. And you said he had hens, so that's probably a good thing he lived. But yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I personally, when I take somebody, I don't even carry my gun anymore because I don't want to tempt myself. So, <laughs> so if well, you don't carry a gun, you can't shoot him out from under him. It's true, but you also limit yourself on the opportunity for a double. Yeah. Well, if it's Tennessee, I don't even want a double. I just one's good, and I'll go somewhere else tomorrow. As awesome as doubles are, I still want to double every opportunity I can double. Yep. Wow. So, uh, you know, again, that's what makes this so much fun. Cameron, you hunt the way you want to hunt. I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to judge you as long yeah, as it's within you. the law. You have to hunt like me. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to judge you, and I expect the same courtesy in return. Don't you judge me as long as I'm with, I am hunting within the law. So. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, that is awesome that you... Did you record audio from I did. that hunt? Yeah. Because that had to be insane. I, I recorded that audio, and then the next day, Evan actually got a turkey. All right. And that was pretty cool. I told that story on our mid-season recap, and we'll hear the audio from that hunt. Now, not a whole lot of audio on my end of it, because... I was actually back behind Evan and gave him instructions to sit on that tree over in that area right there. But if you feel like you can get closer, get closer, which he ended up doing three times, which is what enabled him to be able to get a shot at that bird. So that was cool. So that was opening weekend. The following Friday, I killed my first Alabama bird of the season. It was a nice, I'm going to guess that was a three-year-old not real long spurs, but pretty good point to them. Decent size beard. But your first bird of the season on your tag, I don't care if he's a two-year-old or a 12-year-old. That's a good turkey. Oh, so, yeah. Turkey hunting's not a trophy sport, at least not for me. You yeah. Know, maybe it is for some, but it's more about yeah. the experience than it is the size of a bird. Exactly. Yeah. So two days later, I Bang. killed another bird. Yeah. Yeah, you Almost. came out of the box hot this year. Unlike last year, you, you saved yourself for the ninth inning last year. This year, you were like, hey, I'm coming out swinging. Came out swinging and finished swinging, too. That's right. You you followed through the whole year this round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, two days after that, a miss. Mm, gotta have that. And those. that's the end of March. Well, that is an action-packed March. Yes. Help somebody. You got two and a miss. Misses are fun. They don't feel fun, but those hunts are pretty cool. 
I told you the story about my miss, but I can't remember if I shared it with all the listeners or not. I'm going to tell that just very quickly because it's pretty yeah. brief. Yeah, I did. So Cameron and I shared with you guys about our hunt in Utah where we had an eagle swoop down and try to get our turkey decoy, Jake decoy, we had staked out in this field in the huge middle of the snow. Huge eagle. Yeah. So I'm hunting in Alabama and working this bird and he is gobbling. Good Lord, he is gobbling. In Alabama. In Alabama. And there's another bird coming from a long way off, gobbling the entire time as well. And so this bird was approaching slowly, but he was approaching. And then all of a sudden, now he's down a hill from me. I cannot see this turkey and there is zero chance of this turkey seeing me. All of a sudden I hear, put, 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 put. I see something swoop in from the sky and land in a pine tree not terribly far from this turkey. And this turkey takes off running diagonally towards me. <laughs> and I thought that, well, let's, I'll just say it this way. He zigged when I thought he was going to zag. The trigger broke and he turned and ran the other way, unscathed. But it was an owl or an eagle, and I just cannot imagine it was a hawk. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that that was a hawk that swooped in there and scared this turkey bad enough to start putting and running off. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that's not this first go-round for this turkey with some sort of predator from the sky. Oh, yeah. I think avian predators are a lot more involved than we give them credit for. Well, and Mike Chamberlain says they are, and two experiences with it this year, and I don't, yeah. I'm starting to lean much more in that direction. Yeah, uh, seen it with our own eyes this year, so that, that's yeah. a, a thing. And, it, hey, maybe that, you know, those western states don't have nearly as many avian predators like those prairie states, so maybe that's why their populations aren't doing as poorly. Who knows? Yep. We'll never know. I don't think for sure. Well, so that concludes your March. I went into April swinging and returned. So it was Easter weekend was opening weekend in Tennessee. So I had Friday off and I went to Alabama to hunt Friday. Hunted that morning and then drove back home for Easter weekend. Got very close to killing one Friday morning. And Saturday was opening day in Tennessee. Went out in the circus Got on a, a bird that was doing well, but he had hens. He evaded me and tried to move spots, but it was standing room only, so there was no other gates to park at. <laughs> so ended up driving around, decided I just would go home. So mm, mm, mm. I went home with it being standing room only and got up Sunday morning to go to Florida. So I left at 2 a.m., Drove down, made a pit stop in Alabama to take a nap. And when I woke up from the nap, it was just breaking day, and I was on a piece of public, and I thought, you know, I might hop out and just make sure a turkey's not gobbling right here, because I still have a license for the state of Alabama. I got out, and sure enough, turkey started gobbling. So I went over there, got set up on him, and then he got shot. So I was like, well, that's great. And not by me. Somebody else shot him. Never heard him call or anything, but they did shoot him. I don't know what happened there. Started moving back towards the car. Heard another turkey gobble. After an insane experience of getting to see him gobble with another gobbler and two jakes, 
and he would just rapid fire gobble. Hens would come out of the woods. He would breed them and they would leave. And then he'd do it again and again and again. I saw four different hens come out there to him one at a time. After all that, a hen didn't show up finally. And guess who was sitting on the edge calling to him? <laughs> uh-huh. And he got a little bit eager and slipped up and found himself riding in my car to Florida. In the front seat? He was in the back seat. He didn't uh, get the passenger seat like so many did, but he did not get that treatment. He had to go in the back, so he rode the back seat. I showed up to Florida Turkey Camp with an Eastern, so that was pretty cool. I went with Duck Camp Camo Company. We met down there. They're filming a commercial and invited me to come down and turkey hunt with them. You know, they had to twist my arm to go Osceola. Oh, hunt. yeah, I bet. Uh, it was just awful. I, I mean, really had to beg me. but It's your cross to bear. I know. It, some of us have to do it. So I went down there, filmed a commercial with them, and shot a beautiful Osceola turkey with Florida Outdoor Experience. And uh, Gray Drummond is the guy who runs that place. He's an awesome guy. He really, truly cares about the turkey and conservation. So that was great. Returned home to Tennessee, killed my first Tennessee bird. It was a uh, all these hunts are so amazing. We have I have audio from most all of them, and so I'll go more in depth on most of these hunts throughout the off season. But got my first Tennessee turkey, and then I believe at that point it was off to Nevada for the trip. You know, yeah, this was the one that like I was just so nervous about it. So I was scheduled to leave on that Friday, and. Had a guy call me Thursday and said, hey, man, I've never killed a turkey. Will you please help me? And I said, can you go in the morning? So I took him in the Friday morning, and he killed his first ever turkey. So that was awesome. And then I departed for Nevada and had all that kind of travel trouble I think I've mentioned on here before. Ended up filling that Nevada tag, one of the five issued non-residents, filled the tag. So that was probably the most pumped hype moment of the season for me if I had to choose not because of the hunt being that epic, just because of the circumstances to get that hunt, you know? Yeah. It honestly, like, wasn't the most insane gobbling and drumming type hunt, but it was just like when I pulled the trigger and knew I had him in the bag and he was in my hands, it was like, holy cow, you know, I did it. So that one was epic. And then came back home and killed a my second Tennessee turkey the next day. And then I was off to Virginia with you, and we had an awesome hunt. One of the probably the best gobbling morning I had this spring was that first morning in Virginia, and killed a turkey. And then I killed a turkey in Maryland two days later. And then you killed a turkey in Maryland with Chip. Y'all doubled. And I got to be slightly a part of that, I guess. I got to help out. But then I came home. Got my another Tennessee turkey, and then got another Tennessee turkey on April 28th. And that was it for April for me. So I finished my bag limit in April on Tennessee turkeys, got Nevada, got Virginia, and got Maryland in April. So I had an epic April. It was, and helped a guy get his first ever turkey. So awesome audio and stuff to come from some of those hunts, but that's just a brief summary. All of them were unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. you know, in their own regard and unique and so it was cool because i got two hill turkeys and two swamp turkeys in april and then i guess that the virginia and maryland turkeys would be hill turkeys too so i, I got to see them die in all kind of different terrains which is always neat yeah yeah uh, 
that was very my cool. April. Very cool. Yeah, my April was very uneventful. Yeah. So when April rolled around, I knew that I had my buddy Zach Lucas from Kingdom Connection coming to hunt with me. And Zach helped me get a bird in West Virginia. So, you know, I felt obligation. I want to say pressure. The pressure was coming from me, on me, not from Zach on me, not in the least bit from Zach on me. But when someone helps you get a turkey in their home state, on their ground, you pretty well feel obligated to help them do the same. And so, yeah, Zach came in to hunt with me the first morning of the hunt. He whacked him a two-year-old bird. One heck of a hunt. We've got some awesome audio of that hunt. Did you and, say a two-year-old bird? Yeah. I thought yeah. that thing had, like, hooks on him. Oh, that's every bird that I killed this year. Oh, okay. Mistaken. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's every bird sick. I killed had, had amazing hooks. <laughs> Actually, that bird may have been a three-year-old because I think he had some pretty sharp spurs on him. That thing was a hoss, dude. <laughs> it, it was a good bird. It was a good it was bird. All right. Yeah. I agree. He was okay. Yeah. And that, so look, when, when April rolls around and I get to where I'm a week away from somebody coming to hunt with me, my focus changes from trying to fill what would be my last tag because I told myself at the beginning of the year, even though I had a bunch of property to hunt, thank God, mm-hmm. and a bunch of property with turkeys on it, thank God, I told myself, I was going to kill, the most birds I was going to kill in Alabama was three. Three number. I knew I had other people coming to hunt with me. Yeah. So state limit is five. I have two guys coming to hunt with me. I still want to get my dad a bird, get my nephew a bird, get my son a bird. If I'm lucky enough to kill three and get a couple of those guys' birds, there's five. I've limited out. And so I slowed down in April, really just... I didn't slow down hunting, but I slowed down killing, and I started marking more birds because they're getting harder to find, you know? You're getting more pressure on them. You're getting more people killing birds, and so they're getting harder to find. So, you yeah. know, it's important to have those birds marked and know where you're going to go with them with your hunting buddy to try to get on a bird. And so that, I'm not making excuses by any means, but that kind of consumed the first little bit of of April for me. Zach came in, got him his bird, and then next thing you know, it's time for my big trip. Which started with me. Which started with you and effectively ended my Alabama season. So I got to hunt three weeks in Alabama. Yeah, it's all three weeks. Three very good weeks that I wouldn't trade for anything. Getting to see four birds die and missing another one. That's three solid weeks in Alabama. So I leave Alabama, go to Virginia and guide Cameron on a hunt up there, get him his bird. That was very cool. Awesome. Two great mornings of gobbling up there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then we slipped over to Maryland where we watched a man in a field dressed in all black holding two buckets people won't understand that like and you had to be there for it to make sense but i would have put a very large sum of money on a bet that that was a dude with two buckets it was it was a dude with two buckets and he just (laughs) it was like one of those fantasy movies where he morphed into something different it was a guy with two buckets like i swear both of us with high quality binoculars were like what is this guy 
doing out here with two buckets? In the middle of a field. Yeah. Just like standing four. there. <laughs> uh, then so, all of a sudden, he morphs into a turkey breeding. who is doing the humpty hump in the middle of the field with a hen. I swear, like, listeners, I'm telling you, this was a guy with two buckets. I looked at it, and I said, what is this dude doing? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. What, what is this guy doing in the middle of the field? And I said, what's he holding? And Andy goes, it looks like two buckets. I was like, yeah, he's out there with two buckets. I was like, you think he's trying to find morels? And you're like in the middle of a field? I don't know. I was like, well, what's he doing? I mean, we we had a conversation for minutes about oh, yeah. this guy with two buckets. And it was a gobbler on top of a hen and his white wings on each side. I swear to you, I swear it was a guy with two buckets. Like, yeah. I would have, I still can't believe that that happened. Carrying a bucket in each hand, a dude with shoulders. He did have shoulders and a head and everything. A bucket in each hand. I can see his face right now. Standing in the middle of the field. I swear. I promise you it was a guy with two buckets. I would have gone down swinging on that if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes that that ended up being a gobbler. Yeah. That was crazy. But anyway, continue. We may change the name of the podcast to Two Bucket. Two Bucket. This is the Two Buckets podcast. It was, I'm telling you, that that was one of the most unique, like I'll never, ever forget that. Yeah. The guy with two buckets. Because I, I was 110% sure that that was a human being holding two buckets. I'm going to say I was less than that. I was 101% sure it was a man <laughs> with a bucket in each we hand. Were, we were like discussing what the guy's doing. I mean, like, we were sold. <laughs> that, was, that was so crazy. Yeah. So, and listen, that's not the first turkey I've ever seen in a field. So. No, I, not at all. I'm just. It, yeah. It you had to be there. If you, I'm telling you, if anybody else had been sitting in the truck with us, they would have thought it was a dude with two buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Cash with two buckets standing in a field. And so, we were not on any narcotics or anything like that. <laughs> Just to make that clear. <laughs> uh, uh, now, the next day, though. Yeah, yeah. All right, continue. So I was not with Cameron when he killed his Maryland bird. He did that on his own. But I was in the neighborhood. And then the next day, I doubled with Chip in Maryland. Yep. Cameron left. We and went back to Tennessee. Me, Chip, and Yankee John went from Maryland to Delaware. And I was very blessed to kill a turkey in Delaware because I'm not real sure there are a lot of turkeys in Delaware. I know there's a lot of chickens in Delaware, but I'm not real sure there's a lot of turkeys in Delaware. So I got a bird there, left there, went to Massachusetts where I helped Chip Kill a bird our first morning there in the freezing cold. Really? I mean, raining like 38 degrees, wind blowing 25 miles per hour. And here comes a hen, a hen, a hen, a hen, a tom. And we called that joker with the help of a fan over to where we were. And that turkey all was about to jump a log a fallen over tree between us and him and be in the same little circle that's probably, I mean, rocks and trees that we were kind of tucked away in. 
he was jumping the log from the field to get into the woods with us. Mm. I mean, and I've got the audio on that hunt. It is amazing. So that was one heck of a hunt. And then I killed a bird the following day in Massachusetts. John killed one in Massachusetts, which I was not fortunate enough to to witness. We left Mass and we went to Connecticut, where I was the only one to kill a bird in Connecticut. We left Connecticut and we parted ways. John went to Vermont and New Hampshire and Chip and I went to Rhode Island, where we doubled in Rhode Island. And another amazing hunt that you just would not believe the story of. Uh, Oh, and I've got audio. Oh, and I've got video of the post-hunt insanity. Yeah, you told me the story. It sounds epic. It's it's unreal. It's crazy. So we killed our Rhode Island birds with about 45 minutes to spare before we needed to be back to the hotel room or leave, I should say, the woods to go back to the hotel room to get packed up and get on airplanes. And actually, that Delaware bird was a May bird. I'm sorry, not Delaware. That Rhode Island bird was a May bird. So I cheated a little bit and I got into May. But I'm going to turn it over to you because that's just going to lead you from your early May into our late May trip. We'd- yeah, because you were on the sidelines from that point till we just met up, right? Sad. I mean, a sad four weeks of my life. I, I tried to send you plenty of pictures to keep you happy. You know, but- you did well. Thank you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> I kicked off May with a, I forgot to mention also in April, we had the Hope Outdoors hunt that I've mentioned before, and I helped a fellow with that. He had a miss, but we had an absolute blast turkey on together. So that was all that really mattered. And anyway, I went into April, went with Mr. Hewitt, which is one of the guys who is, he's actually the father of my childhood best friend who he took me turkey hunting quite a bit when I was younger. He'd take me and my buddy JJ, and we'd go turkey hunting, the three of us together. And I had found a turkey that was pretty much living in the city near a certain landmark, and I told Mr. Hewitt about it, and he called around and got us permission to hunt him with a bow. So we went in there, and I yelped that turkey up, and he absolutely schlocked him with a compound bow. So that was, the audio is insane from this one, because if it had been a gun hunt, bang, you know, it's done. Yeah. But he's at 30 yards and walking like he's in quicksand slow towards us, and he's got to get, you know, right there. It was, it was epic. It was so cool to watch it, because you just had to let him keep coming, you know, (laughs) and it was awesome. So we got that was amazing it was cool to do that with him because that was uh we did not kill a turkey together last season and i helped i yelped one up for him two years ago though so it was good to get one with him we had a blast he was fired up he he's like mid to late 60s i think he's probably late 60s at this point and gets just as fired up as like a kid on their first turn every time and like i don't know it makes me feel good because i'm like heck yeah that that fire can keep burning you know oh yeah so that was that was cool and then i was sitting on the sidelines without a gun went with the guy we didn't have any luck i ran the turkey off and then i went and yelped up a gobbler to 30 yards on a railroad and videoed him and got to spend over an hour with this turkey 
at less than 30 yards. So that was pretty cool. And he bred a hen in mid-May and was gobbling like crazy, you know. What? Yeah, he was he was all gobbled out, man. They're done breeding in February, but I don't know Come what. Come on, you know that that wasn't a a wild turkey. That had to be a yard bird. Yeah, he was yeah. domesticated or something. You yeah, know, there's, there's no way they're still breeding in May. No, and gobbling, give it up, man. That yeah, doesn't happen. I, Come on, it's. I just like to spread tails, you know. But I do have a video, so that's kind of compulsive to my argument on that. But no. Mm. It was epic. It was pretty cool. So I got to see the show. Didn't shoot him because I didn't have a gun. Didn't take anybody with me. But it was a cool hunt. And then I had my big trip. So we started off. We went to Iowa with my brother Ryan. He killed one in 40 mile an hour winds and thunderstorms. That afternoon we were together. I had a, a shot opportunity. But Ryan had not killed a turkey yet this year. He didn't get to go because of work much. And there were five other gobblers around us and so i did not shoot it was kind of tough but i did Mm. not shoot and he ended up getting one so that was what really mattered there so i'm not as selfish as i make myself out to be i guess (laughs) but i I did like he killed you selling us that or you on that (laughs) i guess i'm selling myself on that because i thought i was pretty (laughs) dirty but i i just kind of reminded myself that i did do that so i passed up a chance and ended up he got we had six toms in the field and five of them skirted us after the first one well so the first one came within gun range and i didn't shoot him and then the other four skirted us and i mean i was like holy crap i passed up the chance you know and then the sixth one came back and came right in and ryan killed him it was a stud too but anyway then the next day i killed a turkey in iowa at like noon so then it was off to montana so went to montana i went and I killed a turkey at 11.30, 50 yards in front of my car after chasing him for over a mile. So that was nice of him. And went and picked up Andrew LeCicero at the airport with my gobbler in the passenger seat. What is it with you and Italians? I don't know, man. I just get along with you guys, I guess. But got him. We roosted a bird that night. He killed that one about 66 seconds after he flew down. I mean, it was insane. And then I called one up for my brother, Will, who drove out there to meet up with us. Got him his first ever Merriam's, and he was tore up. I think that was like his third ever turkey Mm. and first ever non-Eastern, so he was fired up. So then Andrew and I went to Wyoming. It was supposed to be me shooting first because Andrew has always shot first every time I've been with him or accidentally he's had to kill the turkey. Well, of course, first day we're there the two gobblers come in directly to my left and right in front of andrew so he killed one of them and the next day i killed my wyoming turkey so unreal trip uh we were headed home stopped in nebraska andrew had not killed in nebraska i didn't even buy a tag and first afternoon his gun clicked on one at about 15 yards Hmm. the old uh, benelli click where the action is not fully pressed yep in yep Benelli clicked, saved yet another one. So that happened, and then luckily he did kill one the next morning in Nebraska. So we got him as Nebraska turkey. And that was it for me for a while. And that was it till we just went to Michigan. And like we just discussed, me and you, I missed in Michigan the first day, first afternoon, on a private land turkey that we got permission. 
after you begged the guy. I mean, you just sold your soul to this guy. I, I have to tell this story. So, look, you guys know that when I do something stupid, <laughs> I will be the first one to tell you I did something stupid. Well, you did something stupid. Okay, because, well, for a few reasons. I have this rule. If you cannot laugh at yourself, you are forbidden to laugh yep. at someone else. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that is, I mean, like way up there on my list of, of rules in my life. And so this is a great learning opportunity and a great laughing opportunity. <laughs> we spot this turkey in a field. We, after doing a little legwork, because Onyx was not very helpful, we found the landowner. Well, we found where the landowner lived. And so Cameron has this thing in his head about how he sucks at getting permission to hunt private land, so I go and I knock on the door. It's not a thing in my head. It's an absolute 1,000% fact. Okay, so we're just going to gloss right over that. Actually, I did not even make it to no, the door of this house. You barely made it out of the car. This dude comes out on the back porch because we pull around to the back of the house. There's a case of natty light and a case of bush light on the porch. And when we pulled up, I thought, this is my kind of joint right here. I can I can probably hang out here at this house. Yeah. I get out of the vehicle. Dude walks out on the back porch and kind of looks at me and nods. And I said, how are you? He said, I'm good. How about you? doing good. I said, do you own this field down here on the corner of the two highways? And he said, yeah. And I said, man, you got a turkey out there by himself. And I'd love it if you would give us the opportunity. I got my buddy here from Tennessee. I'd love it if you give us the opportunity to go, you know, see if we can kill him. Go right ahead. And I looked that guy right <laughs> square in the eyeballs. And it said, and I said, are you sure? The words, man. the word sure came out of my mouth and I thought, what in the teetotal blankety blank blank have you just done? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go kill him. Are you sure? Well, on second thought, maybe not. I don't know. And the dude kind of looks at me and chuckles because he knows that I know that I screwed up. And he says, yeah, I'm positive. Go ahead. <laughs> and I said, well, if we're lucky enough to kill him, do you want the meat? And he said, no, but what I do want is for you to bring him by here. I'd like to see him. And I said, that's a deal. We got in the car. Oh, other than I missed him. so <laughs> Drove down there and Cameron missed him. Yeah, but hey. Learning point for us and everybody else. Somebody says, yeah, go ahead and hunt. Shut up and go. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We'll be back in a minute. What? I mean, what? But that who, never happens. So I think it caught you off guard. Who does that? Yeah. Who says, are you sure? What an idiot. It caught, it caught you off guard, man. I, I've never, of course, I've never seen a landowner give me permission, but I've never seen you get permission for somebody and then literally just be like, yeah, go ahead. I didn't have to tell the story about how yeah. I'm trying to kill a bird in every state. You didn't even cry this blah, time. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't cry. You know, didn't have to tell a lie about how I've never killed a turkey. And I, <laughs> I just, you know, it's all I've ever wanted to do. And I'm, you know, I've got 34 minutes to live. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I got out of hey, the car, a and it was like the dude there. said, "Hey, go kill that turkey down in the corner field over there." Are you sure? <laughs> Jeez, I'm are you sure, man? I mean, you're giving us permission. You see us? What an idiot! That's Cameron in the car. He never gets permission. <sighs> anyway, moving on from that, I missed. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was pretty funny too, because. You immediately got in the car and you're like, I said, are you sure? And I was like, you said, <laughs> what? <laughs> Idiot. Still kicking myself over that. Oh, it's classic. But then I go down there after that blunder and shot, missed, shot, missed. Turkey's running off through some tall grass. I run up there and he just comes running back past me at 25 yards with my last shell. And I'm like, oh, you're dead. Whiff. So that went... You know, and I think, oh, I've wounded him or something. And you're like, hey, no, he came out walking down the road, so he's fine. Yeah. He comes walking past me in the road, looked at me in the vehicle, and was like, sup? I just kind of hey. waved at him, and he kept going. I was expecting Cameron to come running out of the woods and shoot at him again. <laughs> <laughs> he came down the road like, you the guy that said, are you sure? <laughs> y- y'all are a bunch of yahoos up here, a bunch of southern morons. Jeez. Oh, man. But anyway, we got past that. I was a little frustrated, but not too bad because I knew we had plenty of time. So next morning in Michigan, you went driving around locating turkeys, and I was hunting a roosted bird that he's probably still on the roost. I don't know if he's flown down yet. It's June 3rd. I'm not sure if he's flown down yet, but I never saw him fly down, and he was still gobbling on the roost two and a half hours after daylight and you finally just texted me and said let's go we don't have time for this and i was like i agree so i don't know what happened with him i did not overcall to this bird i had clucked twice and he was still on the roost and you know it is strange i talked to somebody else at hunting michigan the same weekend we are same thing happened to him and he never called to that turkey hmm. a, a gobbler stayed on the roost that long but anyway then we ended up like we were saying earlier Killed my bird at 11. Epic hunt. Came in gobbling, drumming to the call. Shot him close. And then at 5 p.m., Andy made it happen. We had a hen run across the road, and we got out and just called because we saw that hen cross the road, thinking, hey, somebody might be around with her. And we heard a distant gobble, made a big maneuver, and you shot an absolute stud at about 12 steps. Yeah, I don't kill any baby turkeys. Nah, and I respect my elders, so I always let them shoot the bigger birds. Thank you. But then we were we were like, hey, let's get up at midnight and drive to Minnesota. I mean, we were hype about this plan. Then, you know, the turkey adrenaline wore off, got to be 10 o'clock at night, and we're like, I don't think we can do this. We're pretty worn out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it, it gets dark. Days. Up, it gets dark at 10 o'clock and gets light at, like, four so you do not get much sleep yeah and anyway we came up with the plan of hey there's some leftover tags in wisconsin why don't we just get up you know still get up early but maybe three o'clock and we'll just drive to wisconsin we won't make it by daylight but you know whatever and so that was kind of the plan there and i'll let you tell them about wisconsin yeah wisconsin's pretty terrible i don't recommend anyone go I think Cameron and I may have killed the last two birds in that part of the state. So, you know, I would just refrain from going up there at all. Yeah. 
we they're actually, gobbled out man they're gobbled out yeah so we're driving i i told cameron i said look let me drive to wisconsin and i want you doing what you do i want you to find us a place to go and he said okay that's a plan so for i don't know two and a half hours he was on his phone doing research found us the ideal spot to go and we pull up to the public land that we were going to hunt now this is on the side of the main highway that runs through there yep and cameron gets out and i'm sitting in the car and i could hear the turkey gobble yeah that feels pretty good yeah and so he said i think we might be in an okay spot (laughs) so maybe at that point in time we said we've got a license up so we bought licenses and parked on the side of this highway got in the woods and proceeded to get on one of the two hardest gobbling turkeys that i've been on in a long time oh it, that turkey was probably one of the hardest gobbling turkeys i've ever been on in my whole life may i mean i don't know how one could gobble more than that turkey he was tearing it up and so we ended up not killing him because he got across the road the county road from us onto private ground yeah and would not come back and boy did we try to get him to come back oh man when i gobbled at him it i couldn't gobble faster than him no i couldn't keep up with him he was gobbling so much yeah and i tried i was really trying to get in a good gobbling match with him but he he beat me at that too so I'm just going to skip from there to our afternoon hunt because we bumped into another hard gobbling bird on a different piece of public ground that yeah. at, what time was it that we struck that bird? 12.30. 3 o'clock? No, it was, it was midday. Okay, okay. So this bird gobbled probably as hard as, if not just slightly less as hard as the first bird that morning yeah between those two turkeys i bet you we heard just between those two and not the other turkeys off in the distance yeah just those two 300 gobbles easy like i i'm 100 percent confident in that answer you know and i know that usually it sounds like they gobble more than they really do yeah it It was it was 300 gobbles People overestimate the number of gobbles that they hear from a turkey all the time. All the time. We're probably underestimating this one. When when you say to yourself, that turkey gobbled a hundred times, and then you look and you hunted that turkey for an hour, that yeah. means that turkey had to gobble more than once a minute every single minute. In fact, one and a half times a minute every single minute. And when you sit back and you think about how did that really happen that way the truth of the matter is 95 times out of 100 it did not we we and i do it i'm not saying you know i'm not saying i'm above it we overestimate the number of times that a turkey gobbles i'm i'm telling you guys listen to the show cameron and i are not overestimating the number of times these two turkeys gobble because 300s on the low side it was between the two of them it was the craziest it was the Number one and number two most gobbling turkeys I heard for sure all season and possibly my whole life. We were on them for hours, though. Yeah, hours. And just 
at some point during the hunt, you get to that point where you're throwing out every tool in the tool belt to try to get that bird to break and come to you. And you coughed at that first bird and he gobbled. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I felt myself getting choked and I put my mouth on my the sleeve of my shirt and coughed into it and he went oh! <laughs> <laughs> it really did so they were that's two fine birds and and i believe that they've done their part to spread that good gobbling gene in the area so yeah. they'll they'll probably get a chance to do some more breeding before season starts in 2022 as well so that'll be good get that good goblin gene spread all in that area. Please do. Yeah. So that was the end of day one in Wisconsin. Day two in Wisconsin. Well, we went into... No, 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 no. All of it... Oh, had... no. Wait. You're right. All of it was... It was one day that felt that... like ages. Oh, my gosh. Because then we went and got lunch. Epic hamburger. Yeah, it was the hamburger of all hamburgers. Holy cow. That was I'm not going to say the name of the place, and I hate to not do that. Yeah, don't. But but my word, uh, if I am within 100 miles of that place, I am going back to get a hamburger. Oh, me too. And some fries or chips, because it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it so, was good. But yeah, we, one we day. We teased them on the food. Yeah. That's the thing about hunting up there. It We... We would, like, the Friday hunt, we'd be talking about it on Saturday, and it felt like it was a week ago. Oh, it, like, it literally, you feel like you're getting a, a week-long trip in a three-day weekend. Yeah. Because you, you get to hunt so many hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're hunting eight, almost 18 hours. Yeah, which is, you know, it's just crazy. That's a long day. So, yeah, you're right. I apologize. It was the same day. We stumbled across a field with quite a few turkeys in it. Yeah, which this is Wisconsin in the last weekend of May, and it was every gobbler we found still had hens. Uh, Well, except for except for one. Yeah, you forgot to mention one turkey we found in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we stumbled across this field with birds in it, and. Cameron found us the owner of the property. I went and knocked on the door, and this sweet, sweet woman named Ruth comes to the door. Yeah, she was really nice. And we chatted for, I don't know, three, four, five minutes. I told her the story about us trying to kill a turkey in every state, and, you know, we had just left Michigan and blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, I don't think I have a problem with you going over there and hunting. And I did not say, are you sure? And I said, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And she said, but I would like to call my son because there's a man that lives in the rental house on that property that is not a very good man. And I just want to talk to my son to see if maybe he would go over there with you. Yeah, I thought at this point we were hung. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I want to look over at Cameron like, are you freaking serious that yeah. we're about to have this dude go over there and guide us yeah and basically mess us up for 50 yards yeah for a 50 yard hunt yeah so she calls her son what was it cameron 30 seconds later the dude pulls up yeah Boom. here he comes on the ranger out of nowhere i mean from the trap door in her backyard i guess he pulls pulls up in the ranger with her husband yep and he says well mom what are you you just 
talking to these strangers and she said, well, they look like nice guys. And so I, I felt comfortable talking to them and they asked nicely if they could go hunt the property over there. And I really don't see any reason why I wouldn't let them hunt. And the son kind of looks over there at us and he's like, so what's up? So we told him and he looks at us and he says, I think it's fine. He said, just try not to get into any kind of a confrontation over there with the man that lives in the house. And I thought, oh, crap, what are we getting ourselves into? Well, yeah, at this point, I'm like, this dude in the house must be nuts. (laughs) And we still think that. Probably is. Yeah. We still think that. So we go over there and are, I mean, like three or four different times are plotting our approach to these birds. Yeah. Dude comes out of the house. We're like 75 yards from the house. Yeah. Yeah. Dude comes out of the house three times, talking to himself, cussing. Cussing. Oh my gosh. Slamming doors. And I'm thinking, actually, I'm praying. Please, God, don't let him see us. Yeah. The first time he came out just cussing all over the place by himself, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're done. Like, this dude sees us. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not that I'm terribly worried about the confrontation, but he's about to run turkeys off. Yeah, that was my main concern as well. Like, hey, he might yeah. shoot us, but worst case, he's going to run the turkeys off. And I, I mean, look, he pulls a gun on you. That's probably your biggest fear. A confrontation, I'm sitting there, and I'm no big dude, and I'm not a fighter. You know, so I'm not going to pretend to be some Billy bad, you know what, but well, we had permission to shotgun there. and I do have permission. Yeah. So, and I'm going to be one that I'm going to talk myself over to the vehicle and be gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the way that that's going to end, but thank God that didn't happen. And we ended up getting two of those birds. Yeah. And dude was in the house. We shot two times, one each. And never came out. He never came out. Which we I did not believe. A hundred yards from his house the entire time. Yep. Or closer the entire time. And yep. he never came out. So good Lord was looking out for us on that one and wanted us to kill two more turkeys. And Cameron was again nice enough to respect his elders. Yeah, let you shoot the bigger bird again. Yes. By far. Now, that thing now, was a loss. Look, the turkey that I killed in Michigan was one of the biggest turkeys I've ever killed. Yeah, he was, I mean, like maybe one-sixteenth short of an inch and a half. I told myself years ago, and I've said it on this show, as soon as I kill a turkey with inch and a half spurs, an eastern with inch and a half spurs, he's getting mounted. And I thought this was going to be it. He was a stud. He was. Then you put him next to my Wisconsin bird, and hey, Wisconsin is a close second. He is a stud out of a turkey too yeah the wisconsin one's body was massive yeah so we took those two jokers down to the river got some really cool pictures celebrated with a couple of ice cold steel reserves breakfast of champion after you smoke a turkey Mm. or dinner of champions in this case yeah and basically clean them in the walgreens pharmacy (laughs) allegedly in the Walgreens pharmacy drive-thru. Good lighting there. Yes. And the next morning got up, heard just minimal gobbling, but saw more birds in fields, and we saw probably the entire trip combined. Yeah. Same 
area that all the gobbling was the day before. And it may have been that same turkey. I mean, he gobbled like two or three times and then ended up in a private field with a couple hens and that, you know, he was done. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the the morning before he had at least one hen with him. Yep. And was hammering. Oh, just ripping. I mean, every third breath was gobbling. Yep. So it just, you know, the weather, and I can't wait for the studies more of these studies to come out and really show us what it is that affects turkeys gobbling. Yeah. But the weather had to have something to do with it. Yeah. That, that second day, even though it was nice, it didn't, the air, you could just, it didn't feel as clear and stuff as that first day. Yeah. And all the birds pushed to the fields like immediately, which was interesting. Immediately. It was, yeah, that was interesting for sure. So, all in all, just one heck of a good trip. And okay, so Cameron's probably, I probably went right by it and he was not going to bring it back up, but I missed a bird in Wisconsin. <laughs> and look, I told you before, just a little while ago, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, you just are not allowed to laugh at anybody or anything. So missing a turkey, worst things can happen in this world. You had a, it was a cool experience really very cool and call this bird off of private ground literally could have killed him 20 plus times as he came off of the private ground crossed the county road like 30 yards in front of me in the car yes cameron's parked in the on the county road in his car and the turkey walks 30 yards in front of cameron yep crosses the road comes onto public ground where i took a swing and a miss yep doesn't get any better than that yeah we we pulled up there i got out of the car yelped he gobbled like 70 yards away in the private field i sat down in the car I was like, you hear that and he was like hear what it's like listen he opens the door and stands up out there i hit it and that turkey gobbled and he just like drops to the ground like, holy crap he's right there he's right there i was like what do you want to do because i don't think i can back out of here like we're we're kind of here it was just finally we decided you were just like i'm gonna slip out and get in the woods and see if i can call him across and i was like all right i'm just gonna sit here and be still i don't think it'll bother him it did not bother him i believe had you backed out that you could have yeah you tried to you could have and it would not have bothered him but what does that matter because it didn't bother him to cross the road with the car sitting right there and then it didn't matter anyway because i missed him yep but (laughs) Still cool. Still a cool hunt. You had to yeah. miss one. You were just trying to make me feel better. And I you knew was. we were going to double later in the same day. So Yeah. I was trying to just lift your spirits a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's but... me. I'm a giver, man. I'm always thinking about you, Cameron. Yeah. Well, it was an epic ending to an epic season for both of us. It was both of our best turkey seasons by success standard, I guess, if you measure that based on birds, ever. Yeah. So, unreal year. You know, Tennessee, I had success, really good success. Like, my success rate on sitting down to turkeys and killing turkeys was the highest it's probably ever been here. But I did not see near the amount of turkeys I used to see. And, you know, I don't know if there's any merit to it or not, but some of these books I read from people who hunted back in the day when there weren't many turkeys, a lot of them have said, it was actually easier to kill birds back then because, you know, that gobbler may not have 
seen a hen for three weeks and then you call to him because there's such a low population. Yeah. Easier to kill a bird once you've found him, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. And so I wonder if that may have played into effect this year because the population seems so much lower that, you know, maybe the cobblers, there's so few turkeys, there weren't many hens to compete with me. And so it made it a lot easier because <laughs> it just seemed like every turkey I found is all alone, ready to go, you know. Once I finally found him, it might take a week to hear a gobble, but once you found one, it was on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if there's any merit to that or reasoning, but it makes sense to me, and it's what I saw this year. You know, I hope that's not the case, because if that's the case, then we're in a world of hurt for future years. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, very great cool. season. I know you had a fun season. I did as well, and we've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes now. So. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I wanted to talk about some of the goals for this coming off season, but why don't we do this? Why don't we, in another episode, talk about our goals for the off season and try to bring in some of the regulars on the show, like Preston and maybe Eddie, and just check in with them on their seasons and talk to some different hunters from around the country and just see how their seasons went. Yeah, I think that's a great plan. And I also have a feeler out. I'm wanting to interview the turkey coordinator for Arkansas. I think that would be an interesting interview. Yeah. Trying to get hold of him. So we got some things going. I know we haven't done an interview on here in a while, but we're going to get back rolling on those. It is hard to get interviews during turkey season from turkey hunters, as you can well, imagine. So. Yes. And for turkey hunters to interview other turkey hunters during turkey it's season. Very hard to schedule that. So yes. that's why we haven't had much on the interview front here lately, but we're about to get back rolling with some interviews bring y'all some good guests and before we leave you next week you know or in one of these future weeks we will talk about our goals for the off season send us what you want to hear from us this off season so we do this show for the listeners if you've made it this far into this episode you're obviously a pretty diehard listener but contact us on social media i'm the godfather 49 on instagram or the turkey hunter podcast on instagram that's andy or you can contact us on facebook or email Andy at Andy at I am turkey com and just say, you know, anything like, hey guys, I really like the live hunts. Or hey guys, I really liked the feigning debate. Do more stuff like that. Or hey, I like interviews. Why don't you try to interview so and so? You know? Yeah. I've had people reach out and say, I'd love to hear an interview with so and so, and we've been able to get them two weeks later, you know? So yeah. if you have any ideas like that for us, we want to hear them because you're who we're trying to please. So if we can do that, we'd love to do it. So send it, send those to us any way you can. That's the favor of the week. We'd love to hear from you soon so that we can set our goals for this off season. And I think we're going to have another great year of content for everybody before next Turkey season. Lord knows we've got plenty of good hunts to play. So <laughs> we have got plenty of live audio. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So that'll be, that'll be fun. And, you know, it's like full blown Memorial day is coming gone. It is full blown grilling season. It is. You know what that means? The sausages and other fine meats you can get from the real Cajun market are amazing on the grill. So for you guys, we're going to have some folks over in a week or two, or maybe the 4th of July, because don't blink twice It'll be the 4th of July before you know it. Man, go ahead and place those orders now with the Real Cajun Market and 
I just want to recommend all of the sausages, of course, but that rosemary and roasted garlic, yep. phenomenal, phenomenal. And That's one of my favorites. A great kind of a appetizer for really any meal to me is some boudin. Yeah. That's a good point. Especially so, if you got some Cajuns coming over. Definitely. So go on the realcajunmarket.com. Go on Instagram. Go on Facebook. Check out the Real Cajun Market. See what they've got to offer that might tickle your taste buds. Place an order. Give Ann Lord a call. She and her husband, Colin, own the Real Cajun Market. And Ann's number is 678 678- Four seven one 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 five zero. That's six seven eight four seven one 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 five zero. And when you place that order with the Real Cajun Market, let them know that you love the Turkey Hunter Podcast too, and that you appreciate them being a sponsor of this show. So that would yeah. be a big help for us and, and you. You definitely. Uh, there's just no way you're going to be disappointed with your order. And speaking of that. We've got a couple of winners that we need to announce, but let's do this because I know you are just getting back and kind of situated. I'm just getting back and kind of situated into personal life and work life. Let's make the big announcement next week because I'll be more geared to ship the prizes out next week than I am this week. Perfect. Okay. We'll have the winner of our contest next week for the sending a receipt from the Real Cajun Market. We'll announce those winner and backup next week. But and that I was fun. That, we man. might do that again here and you know oh, yeah. right around maybe after the fourth of July, leading up to Labor Day or something like that. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So well, let's wrap it up now and wrap it up, man. All let's right. let's finish this thing out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.